welcome to the All Too Well podcast. I'm your host, Erica Huss. I'm a wellness entrepreneur, a wellness expert, and your wellness whisperer here to make your journey towards better health just a little more comfortable and a little less cringy. And I've got a Tuesday tidbit for you. It's Tuesday. I'm going to give you a little pearl of wisdom, of knowledge, of something to make you think and hopefully to elevate your day and give you some feel goods. I read this great article in the New York Times last week or so by the incomparable Jancy Dunn, who is a great columnist for the Times and an author, an author and a writer, and who is a great columnist for the Times and an author of several amazing books. And I actually did have the privilege of interviewing her a few months ago for one of her newer books. But the concept of this particular article, the title is called Midlife Doesn't Have to Be a Crisis. And it is, as you might guess, on the topic of the midlife crisis. And I feel like I've had multiple conversations with many people in my life in the last, I don't know, month, six weeks, two months or so that are at a real stage of transition and of change. And they are kind of like freaking the fuck out, whether it is around the idea of actually turning 50 or in some cases, turning 45. Oh, by the way, uh, midlife, according to this article and according to, I guess, the American Psychological Association, midlife is considered 36 to 64. So anybody who's in their 40s and 50s that is feeling bad, you've been in midlife for a really long time. And anybody who is in their mid-30s listening to this and thinking this does not apply to you, guess what it does? Midlife is 36 to 64. And so anyway, this quote unquote crisis can come in many forms, whether it is a career transition, whether you've reached a crossroads in a friendship or a personal relationship, or you're really hung up on turning a certain year, a certain age. These are all totally normal reasons to feel very overwhelmed by whatever is happening in your life. And maybe, you know, maybe it gets you down a little bit. Maybe it we associate that word midlife with crisis, but the reality is there are actually ways to maybe rethink it, maybe reframe it a little bit. The article touches on some of them and I had my own thoughts on some of them as well, but this is also the time, if you think about it, there are many, many celebrities, particularly women who have been interviewed and quoted as saying their favorite decade was their late 40s you know, or early 50s, which is when they feel like they finally kind of came into their own and stopped worrying so much about what people were saying or thought of them and stopped worrying so much about looking perfect and having whatever their notion, their definition of having a perfect face or a perfect body just doesn't matter as much. And I think that that's super valuable for those of us who are not in the celebrity world, probably even more valuable because there's less at stake. But think about how you look at pictures of yourself now from five years ago and you're like, oh my God, look how much collagen my face had. Look how young and youthful I looked. And five years from now, you're going to look back on a picture now and say, wow, I looked really great. So I would really love for everybody to put that in the back of your mind that you're, you look good the way that you do now, and this is as good as you're going to look for now, and this is the best that you actually are going to look. So you may as well try to own it and embrace it and celebrate it where you can. 
Uh, one of the suggestions in the article that I loved was to go, she says, go full throttle on a weird hobby. And this, I think, could fall under the category of that traditional kind of typical, stereotypical midlife crisis that we used to associate in the past where you see the old dude, or not even old, but the guy in his 50s and 60s that buys a sports car. But maybe you could even reframe that and say, this is something that maybe he's wanted to do for his whole life. I'm trying to give this guy credit, even though he seems like a bit of a D-bag. But Maybe he's wanted this kind of car his whole life, and he's finally in a place where his kids are out of the house. He has less financial burden. He just finally got a promotion that he'd been working his whole career for, or he came into some money because parents, whatever it is, and this is the decision he made. You know what? Just fucking own it. Good. Go get your sports car. I would prefer you go full throttle on a hobby that maybe is enriching and bring something to you and contribute something to the world. But, you know, I mean, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but she had some some examples in the article that I loved. And even if it's something you've never done before and you've always wanted to try, you know, you learn to sing, you learn to ice skate, you take up, uh, you join a, a club that plays board games or you create a club that plays board games, whatever it is. I feel like it's a good example of how to embrace a different path that doesn't have to be competitive and it doesn't have to be scalable and it doesn't have to be something that yields financial reward. It literally just has to bring you something, it has to be something that brings you joy. Uh, I think another concept to think about is to celebrate what you actually want to celebrate. If you don't want to celebrate your birthday, don't celebrate your birthday. Maybe you should celebrate that you just got a divorce. Maybe you should celebrate that you went through menopause and you don't need half of the products in your bathroom anymore. Maybe you should celebrate that, you know, you went five days by and did whatever the thing on your healthy to-do list was, whatever it is. I, the point is, if there's something that makes you happy and gives you a sense of excitement, then that's what should be celebrated. And you shouldn't feel necessarily hung up on the traditional concept of what you know, what a celebration means. Celebrate turning 53 if you don't want to celebrate turning 50, that kind of thing. Uh, and her last piece of advice, which I will always, always agree with and support is to invest in your friendships. This I think is really our time, the time in our life where I think we start to see which friendships are really rising to the top and really matter and which ones might be feeling a little based on you know, behaviors and things, stuff that we're not really into anymore. If you've got your friends that were really only ever for, you know, partying and boozing, maybe that's not a relationship that is still worth nurturing. But really pay close attention to the, the, the true people who show up for you and the people who make an effort to stay in your life. Because as we all know, the loneliness factor is a big one as we're getting older. And so if you can really spend the time now in vesting and nurturing and really, really just putting good nutrients and sunlight into those friendships, they are only going to pay major dividends later down the road. So that's my little tidbit for you. If you are listening to this, there's a very good chance that you fall into the category of that midlife moment. If you're not, then congratulations. You'll get there someday. Happy Tuesday and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to All Too Well, guys. And as always, I am accepting stars, reviews, all of the above. They don't cost you anything and they mean a lot to me. So if you do have time, head on over to Apple Podcasts and throw me a few stars and, uh, you know, just do a good turn. Thanks. Thanks.